to the Final Whistle podcast. Time you run. The boys are back. Dale and Fife are in the studio. No Trev. Uh, no Trev today. He's got a few doctor's appointments, a few personal things that he needs to get through. But in saying that, Fife, how are you going? I know Junior League is back and you're pumped on the weekend, um, but we're here on a Wednesday as normal. Yes, mate. Junior League is back. I'm pumped. It was so good to be back, mate. I oh, got myself thrown in deep end, mate. Thirteens. Then I uh, did whatever a trainer can do for <laughs> for this year, as we're not allowed to bring any water on for the seven girls. And I also um, I also coached A grade on Sunday afternoon, which was a really really good good uh, contest. We didn't get the Bickies by any means, but for a side that was thrown together in 48, 72 hours, pretty good pretty good showing for first up. Yeah, no doubt, mate. Uh, we saw the pictures coming through. We saw everyone chatting on our social um, thread there about Junior Rugby League. It was great to see all those, all the, everyone's photos, everyone's stories, and all that. We'll get... We'll get to them in the in the um, around the ground segment, but um, we just wanted to wrap junior rugby league. It's back, um, and hopefully we can continue around two, three, four with all these COVID breaking out at the moment. We will, we will, we will, we will. Stay as positive. You, oh well, mate, as you saw with Cronulla, mate, within nine hours of it being broke by uh, Daily Telegraph, Nathan Wall down there worked tremendously hard with the uh, south eastern re- south eastern region of uh, New South Wales Health, and within nine hours. Everyone that was, uh, you know, was tested came back negative. Uh, old mate, the the trainer for the on the thirteenth uh, Southern Loftus side, he returned a negative um, reading for the second uh, the, for his secondary one, and uh, you know we'll touch on this a little bit more um, when we get to one of our segments. But it's um, yeah, it's really gotten under me at the moment, mate. I'm really peeved about certain. Things that are being said on social media, and we'll get to that shortly. Awesome, that's a beautiful day here, but it wasn't a beautiful day for Paul Green yesterday. He, um, they come to a mutual agreement, as what they say. Uh, at the well, end. He had a mutual agreement last Wednesday. He knew last Wednesday that Cowboys were going in a different angle. Yeah. So um, thoughts on that, mate? For me, it's like, how does he wins a premiership? He wins two nines tournaments, so to speak, and. He gets um, shafted as he's sort of really going for not really going for a rebuild, but he's he's got those youngsters that are that are peeking through there, that come through their systems, and they they're coming through the system up there in the Q Cup as well. And then you got Seabold as a circus um, that's just down from them. <laughs> I got the geography right today, didn't you I? Did, didn't you? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thoughts on this, mate? He's been leaked to um, the dogs, the Warriors. Been leaked to everywhere, sort of thing. But your thoughts on? Um, Parting ways with Greeny. Yeah, unfortunately, as hard as it sounds, when you get to the NRL, results, it's a result-driven base, um, no matter how good a coach you are. I guess the only one that probably would be able to get away with having loss after loss after loss is someone like a Bellamy or someone like a Wayne Bennett who's been there before, shown on multiple occasions that they can come out of you know, a disastrous year and, and, and bounce back. Unfortunately for Greeny, you know, Jonathan Thurston retired. They don't have a a well-known halfback there. Michael Morgan was that filling role. He's been out injured and unfortunately, you know, the young crop coming through aren't quite ready to be able to take on what they've got to do 
in the middle of the park and, and guide a side around. Um, as for the second part there in terms of where he's going to go, he's come out before and been linked with Brisbane. He's come out previously before, I think he had the Cowboys role, and said that he has a desire to coach Brisbane. Uh, then Brisbane comes out and says to Seabold, you've got to win five of your last ten games. Have you seen their draw? <laughs> They're going to be lucky to win fucking free. Yeah, um, that. yeah. So that's as as a coach, you sit there and your board tells you you've got to win fifty percent of your remaining games, otherwise you're shafted for next year. Uh, you know, you know as well as I know, that's not going to happen unless the Broncos want to play for the coach. Now, because that's been put out in the media, not only has <coughs> Seabog been told or been informed this. Every fan has been told this, and the players have. <clears throat> now, if the players, if he has lost the room of the players, the dressing room, they're not going to show up. They're going to do half-assed things just to get rid of him, to get someone else in. I think it's just um, the CEO finishes up in October anyway, so I think it's just biding everyone time and to make that decision you know, come after the season, so to speak. But uh, they've just said that. So every week it's not a journal, a journalism or a journalist, sorry, writing, you know, it's his time up. They know he's going to be there for another 10 weeks and they've just got to ride that wave now as well. Yeah, look, come 2021, there'll be new coaches at... Cowboys, Cowboys, dogs, dogs warriors, broncos, dragons and sharks. Ooh, six clubs. Uh, as we're speaking about coaches, massive <laughs> Trent Barrett, 2021 at the Dogs for three years. Is is this over the line yet? Now that Green has come available, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see Paul Green coming down from Queensland to New South Wales. He's lived up there for that long now. He, he likes lifestyle up there. Look, I think I said it last week. I don't know if I said it on the radio or on the pod. Trent Barrett doesn't seem to me as a head coach. Yes, he's good as an assistant coach, as an ex- as a specialist half coach because he's obviously played in that position before. Whether or not he can take on the Bulldogs as they are, yeah, he I know he's going to about three three point three million dollars to play around with. But it's not just taking them on; it's actually rebuilding the club with that four or five million dollars, whatever they keep throwing the number at. I'm waiting for him to get to Bulldogs and throw his hands up and go, oh, I haven't got what Penrith's got. That's what he said at Manly. Oh, we need to build this. We need to build that. No, you've got to you've got to make do with what's in front of you. Other coaches in the past have made do with what's in front of you and have won premierships well, at been, both clubs well, that he's, he's, gone, been, he's been at the, and gone to. He's been around the game for that long, so he knows what's there and what's not of of every club, and it's we all know that Manly don't have the great facilities down there. They don't have the great game day facilities. Have you looked at? Either way, so he he's known about all these situations that's come in and unfolded. Um, that's why he's taking the role. And don't get me wrong, they you know they've got some great facilities down there. You know, with uh, at Belmore as well, so that's that's great down there. They well, got looks they like play A and Z, which is good too. So well, looks like they're well, actually Bankwest now at the moment. Uh, it looks like they're um. Well, Bulldogs are trying to um, get in the centre of excellence or something built at Belmore and obviously getting the grandstand upgrade so then they can, again, once once again, hold proper home games there and actually <coughs> make it a fortress rather than <coughs> going over to ANZ or wherever else they may be going whilst ANZ's, you know, sitting in limbo. 
along with um, the pile of dirt that was Alliance. We haven't actually seen anything happen to Alliance at the moment. And I, I dare say you won't see anything for another <coughs> six to eight months because of what's going on with this coronavirus. Um, you know, there's already rumbles there that Matt Burton's on the move there. Um, you know, well, then he signed um, Cottridge today too, so for another th- one, three years for 1.8 mil over three years. So, um, look, that's a good buy. <laughs> you can have the flashiest bloody wingers in the world if you don't have a steady halfback or a 5'8, you ain't going to go anywhere. Matt Burton's a steady 5'8 halfback, he's my first pick for 5'8, obviously. Obviously not being in the junior systems when Luai and, and, and Nathan Cleary and Tyrone May were there has probably hampered him and has him as fourth string half at Penrith. I don't want to see him to go from Penrith, but I also don't want a talented player being wasted away in reserve grade next year when reserve grade does come back. So if an opportunity for Matt Burton does pop up to go to Canterbury, yeah, he should go. But, um, you know, Trent Barrett shouldn't be looking at taking anyone else out of Penrith too. Toronto Wolfpack, mate, pulled out of the Super League. Um, Only natural. What does it mean for the New Zealand and Australian-based players? Um, can they can they come back? Do they get relegated? It's all that's in the mix, isn't it? Oh, look, they can come back, but how many clubs are actually looking for players? <laughs> Everyone's got 32 players except for the Warriors. Well, we're going to throw half a Toronto Wolfpack into the Warriors. Some loan spells for them. Yeah, oh, mate, you got a five million dollar man there. That's Sonny Bill Williams. He could play for every club. Apparently, that's what he's been linked to. He's been linked to the Knights, to the Roosters, back to Belmore, the finish up sort of thing. He's he's gonna have a holiday and just live in Manchester and earn his five million. Why would he want to leave? Why well, come over and play and possibly get injured and then miss out on your second lot of five million? And I guarantee you, there's somewhere in the clause there. So you know, look, it's um. It's yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of um, a doozy, but again, it's just the media trying to sell something. They've got nothing else to talk about. It's a slow news day. Oh shit, Toronto Wolfpack aren't going around. Oh, let's go and link Sonny Bill Williams with about fifteen of the NRL clubs that he isn't going to go to. Yeah, exactly right. Well, it's that time of the week, mate. Yeah, let's go and find out what is our. What's your simply the best moment of the weekend? Simply the best moment of the weekend was um, Junior League back. So I love seeing everything on um, on social media. Everyone posting their pictures. Kids out there having fun. I know we everyone's probably expected me to say something about Newcastle because they had, but um, no, nah, like is for the kids to get out there and they just just um, now nah, for all the kids like to, in all honesty uh, for all the kids to be to be out there playing and. You know, it's been a long process for them, and to see all the photos um, flooding through our socials on our thread um, made it even more special over the weekend. Yeah, I can't go past Junior League being back as, as my simply the best moment, mate. It was a long, a long turnaround. I think it was something like thirteen weeks since we last played a trial match, maybe longer for those who didn't get a chance to play any trial matches. And uh, yeah, footy was back. The games that I saw, scrappy at best. But, again, that's that's expected after the long layoff. Awesome. We'll get straight into for the review of uh, round 10, halfway through the competition. And here we are, 
of the review of round 10? No uh, sorry, review. preview. Sorry, pre- no uh, review. review. No, nothing yet. I've blown my whistle. Oh, you've blown your whistle? Yeah, mate. I've blown my whistle. What are you blowing your whistle about? Again, it's to do with Junior League, but it's to do with people blowing up, complaining about coronavirus. And that, oh, we should stop this, we should stop that, we should cancel it for next year. Uh, how about no? How about you get off your high horse and understand that, unfortunately, this stupid flu, and yes, it's a fucking flu, is around for the next year or so until we get a case, oh, and a, vi- a vaccine for the bloody thing. Uh, you know, so people blowing up on our page going, oh, yeah, yeah, it should be cancelled, it should be cancelled. Well, no, piss off. If you if you don't want your kid playing football this year because of, cause you're petrified that he might get freaking coronavirus, don't let him play. Piss off. We don't need you for this year. We want the diehards there that are going to play. You know, you look at the media, <clears throat> a positive case out of Sutherland, they never posted or they never reported an, an update that, hey, they've all returned negative. They're all returned back. Nah, that doesn't feed their nar- the narrative to, fe- to, to fearmonger their sheep. You know, if, if if the news were to go, oh, you know, yeah, okay, he's tested positive on the first test, but the secondary test has come back negative, then, you know, that's not that's not helping put fear into into their people. And, uh, you know, and, and then another <laughs> thing, mate, New South Wales Rugby League, we've been using their logos for the last 17 months. But now that we've used it and spoken about coronavirus, they've come and they've hit us up with a cease of use. Why, why, why after 17 months would you come and hit us with a cease of use? We've used it over 200 times. You know why? Because we're not scaring people into being scared of what's happening out there. We're telling people that, hey, if you don't want to play, don't play. But if you do want to play, grounds are open. We're playing. There was one person on there going, oh, you know, it should be a blanket ban across all those there that shouldn't play at all. Well, no, soccer is, union is, AFL is. But rugby league didn't. The problem that we have is if we don't play rugby league this year, players are going to go and play other sports, union, soccer, AFL. The problem that we have here, Dale, is that they're going to like it. And if they do like it, do you think they're going to come back to rugby league? Not at all. So for all those negative, negative, absolute, gigantic effing sooks, Pull your G-string out of your ass, accept what it is, follow your guidelines, and let your fucking kids play football. And then on that note... <laughs> Let's go into our review. Let's go into the review. <laughs> Thursday night, a desperate discipline effort from Canberra has upset Premiership heavyweights, the Roosters at the SCG. And as we know, it's their fortress. They never lose there, but they did lose. Um, led by the big forward pack, Josh Papali and Demarnus Louie, who were instrumental to, um, you know, battling um, the Roosters forwards there. You know, uh, they end up winning 20 to 24 to 20. Um, Stuart praised the resilience uh, to obviously overcome the huge injury. Injury toll, but also the four or five day turnaround as he's talking about it, and the, uh, and the media backlash that always happens, and the media backlash. We'll we'll, we'll have a we'll chat about this for a little bit, mate. Um, yeah, it was topsy turvy um, kind of match. It was like 
you know, Canberra scored first and the Roosters come back and it was this back and forth, back and forth sort of thing. And then you thought the Roosters would win it and then in Canberra and then Canberra come back and they they thought that they won and then the Roosters would score. So it was it was a it was a different um a different occasion there. But it was the first time that um Canberra have won at the SCG since they won the eighty nine grand final, I think it is. Eighty seven. Eighty seven grand final. Um so that's it's been a long some long some long time since they've been there. Yeah, uh, no. I don't think they played there many matches, but um they'll take that one against the premiers after everyone read them off. Yeah, well we wrote them off too. We said no you couldn't. But uh, you know Football is a game where you cannot particularly predict what's going to happen. You can you can have yourself a, a fair idea of what could happen, but not necessarily going to know the whole lot until until game day kicks off. And mate, yeah, I, I wrote them off, but I was proud that they well not proud, but I was happy that they won because then it puts Roosters back into their in, 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 into their pants and all the cockiness of their fans out there. That's it. We also the first game on Friday. Cameron Munster celebrate his return from oh, yeah, injury we'll just, in we'll, style. We'll just recap this one. We won't go into this one. It's a trainer run for Melbourne <laughs> in style, and obviously they smashed the Titans forty two six on the Sunshine Coast. Onto the fir- second game on Friday, another training ground run with the West Tigers have ensured the heat will again be turned on Anthony Seibold with a stunning forty eight nil victory. Over a hapless Brisbane Broncos, adding to the woes, a horrific leg injury suffered by back rower Corey Oates late in the game. Uh, the play will stop for several minutes as he was stretched off. He has, everyone thought it was a compound fracture, but it was just a, a blood clot or something like that sort of thing. So he actually didn't break the femur. Um, it didn't split the skin sort of thing. So That's a positive that's for him. Positive for him. Um, as we spoke, Seabold's been given 10 games to keep his job safe. I won't ask uh, all your thoughts because oh, you already no. said this. Uh, yeah, I've got one thought for this one. What, what? the fucking hell is Channel 9 smoking whilst watching <laughs> oh. this fucking match? Oh, Payne Haas gets man of the match. There's 14 fucking better players on the on Tigers' page, on, on, on their paper, that could have got a fucking man of the match. Even Sam McIntyre, who came off the bench, scored a fucking try, did better than Payne Haas. I would have gave it to Benji Marshall. Purely fact, because he had to sit out three weeks, got named as the 18th man three weeks in a row, got his chance to come back last week against South Sydney, and in the 22 minutes he was on the field, orchestrated 10 points, out of a Tigers team that look hapless down and out. And now he's come back this week and he's played stronger this week. Michael Maguire dropped the wrong person, which was Luke Brooks back then. He should have dropped him. He's dropped him now and I don't see Luke Brooks getting back in barring anyone having an injury. Yeah, Luke Brooks is on the bench, mate, so he did play. <laughs> don't give a shit. He still made shit, mate. He should have been dropped right out of the side. That's pretty, that, and that's how much I watched that match, mate. It was shite. What about... Um Kevin, was it Kevin Walter's son scored his first NRL try against the Broncos? So, you know, he's obviously grew up supporting the Broncos and watching his dad and his uncles play out there. So it was a, a different feeling for him to score against the Broncos. So um, Even better, though, uh, Kevin was actually commentating on the game for Fox Sports because, you know, again, we don't listen to Channel 9. How about the Queens? How about the Queenslanders that commentate? They're so biased. I have to turn it off half the time. <laughs> mate, we're, we're, we're New South Welshmen. If we, if we were there recording, mate, I'll be I'll be going half of New South Wales. So it, it's 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 give and take. The only one that can really 
turn off the, the bias is Andrew Voss and Rabs Warren. Exactly. Moving on to the first game on Saturday, a 79th minute Corey Norman try completed a remarkable St. George Illawarra comeback to deny interim care, uh, Bulldogs coach Steve Georgialis a win in his first game since taking over after Dean Pay during the week. Uh, I know we spoke last week about how many coaches have won their first game uh, in the in the NRL era, only 12 out of 33 games played where a sack coach, a new coach has come in, has actually won. But in week two, they've won 15 out of 32 because they haven't played this week too. So we'll see how the Bulldogs go. <laughs> Interesting stat there. They kept talking about it on the radio, so I thought I'd write that down. Um, of course. Um, <laughs> now, look, uh, quick, quickly on this one, the, the Dragons looked down and out, but they found a way to win. It was good to see, though. It was good to see Dragons... You know, winning simply, simply the best way. I should have said the try celebrations are back. Yeah, that that was Piggy good. Riddell, did you like it? Oh, he it, didn't go right over the fence, he, but he sat there and he clapped. He couldn't because there was fans there. If there was no fans there, I reckon he would have jumped the fence. He would have jumped and gone right <laughs> up there, up the top and clapped up the top there. No, it was good. It was good to see. Um, Caelan uh, Ponga awoke from his attacking slump as Newcastle narrowly uh, withstood a South Sydney Tsunami to hang on 20 to 18. The Knights took the foot off the pedal at 20 nil up before the Rabbitohs crawled their way back into it late in the second half. But the Knights held on to skewer an away victory for 2020. Um, keep going on. Um, Pierce and Ponga, that were 5k that kiss for the tri celebration or what? <laughs> I hope it was tasty enough for him Because it doesn't look good on TV We'll go on to the blockbuster match um, The final game on Saturday um, The Manly Seagulls um, Shocked arch rivals Parramatta With the first half onslaught Before hanging on bravely for a 22-18 win Over the Then uh, over the ladder-leading Eels at the moment, they were, until they lost. The Seagulls didn't score uh, a point in the second half, but held on for a famous victory, get their season back on track. Uncharacteristic, sloppy um, Parramatta side, where the Eels coach summed it up perfectly by saying, missing troops is no excuse for not rolling up the sleeves, where Manly coach come out and said, battered Seagulls can build on this brave win. Thoughts on um, the Waka Blake try, the strip, the no strip, two on one, trying to pass it. What was your thoughts on this? Captain's challenge. There's no way he's trying to pass that goddamn ball. That was stupid. That was a stupid call. It's a two on one strip every day of the fucking week. Um, thoughts on Manly's performance, mate. It was courageous. They just kept turning up for each other, didn't they? They're gonna, they're gonna have to keep, they're gonna have to keep, um, keep moving on because Tommy T's had a setback today with his training mishap. He's pulled up tight on the hamstring, and so that's another four weeks, and it's almost basically season really. So they're gonna have to keep keep going without Tommy T. Yeah, Desi come out and said that that was all false news, but we'll, we know what Desi's like. He's just trying to protect his players. Uh, just doing. Uh, so Jenko, Desi, Desi, Desi's the new new Bennett. If he says it's not, it's false news. It's true. <laughs> if we open up the the gate here, we could see a Michael Jennings um, house where he grew up in. He's in the top ten of all time try scorers as well, mate. So credit to the two double seven O boy out here, but also he's the only person or the only player in NRL history to score forty or more tries. At every club he's played for. No, he, no, mate, he's he's done himself really proud, and his family really proud. Um, it was, you know, like a, like you say, you know, we can see his house from outside here, 
Um, but you know, it, it's the it's the pride that that he's um he's been you know instilled from his family to to really push on. Uh, and as we've been saying all year, mate, fine wine. Um, it's really good. I I, I guess the grounds that we played on out here having glass in there, you know, you don't want to get put on the, on your ass in the, in the glass. So he's obviously you know kept that mentality throughout his old footy career and yeah don't get try not to get tackled too much you know because back in the day it wasn't it wasn't as pristine as it is out here now exactly we're on the sunday johnson put warriors to the sword a 69 point turnaround from last week's defeat to penrith sean johnson showed his old club no mercy as he helped the sharks uh, right the wrongs of a week ago and hand the warriors a sounding 46 to 10 loss moving on to the final <laughs> game of the round Panthers, five straight to go top. You! They now lead the competition by one point after eventually outclassing the vastly improved Cowboys 22-10 in a scrappy contest on Sunday afternoon. Shout out to um, Dejan Assi, scored a, a try on debut. For in the, the losing side. In the losing side for the Cowboys. So some positives coming coming out of there. Um, but Nathan Cleary again, the Iceman. Um Led by his defence this this week, um, he just was crunching people um, left, right, and centre. It was good to see, and then he, he you know did a try assist, and he also um, capped it off with a nice um, last ten seconds ago dummy and go. Yeah, no nah, mate, it was a good game, eh? Uh, I love it. Um, Penrith are on top. Parramatta a second. The West of Sydney are ruling the NRL. Knights are fourth as well, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about the Knights, mate. The only thing I got to thank the Knights for is giving us that draw. <laughs> Given right. us that draw, and now we've got that uneven, we, we uneven could all thing. Be up there. Yeah, it's good for both our sides being uneven for everything. Now we go three in front of the fifth place, so that's all good. Oh, <laughs> uh, we get a around the grounds. Here we go, straight into it, mate. Around the grounds, a junior rugby league, and other things involving park footy. We'll start with our Presidents Cup. Presidents Cup round one. North Sydney defeated Dubbo 32-16. The Thrill Butchers defeated Western Suburbs in the uh, South Coast Illawarra Derby 22-16. Hills District defeated the Western Rams 20-4 out there in in, in, uh, in the West there. I'm pretty sure the game was played at Forbes I'm from memory, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Maitland Pickers defeated Wentworthville 32-24. In Sydney Shield, we only had <coughs> two games Due to the COVID nineteen restrictions on the southwest of Sydney, uh, you know, meant that two games couldn't go ahead. So the two games that did go ahead was the Cronulla Carnival Sharks defeated Hellingsburg forty four sixteen, and there, there, there's your answer there. The reason why Cronulla Carnival are in Shield and not playing their local A grade with the players they've got. Right Eastwood Hawks defeated Hills District uh, 36-26. The Wentworthville and Campbelltown games, East Campbelltown games were, were canned, as as was Belrose Eagles and Moorbank Rams, and Sydney Uni had the bye. For the women's, the Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership, North Sydney and West Tigers had an 8-all draw. Central Coast Roosters in their first game in this competition defeated Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 22-0. And the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks defeated uh, Wendy Magpies 28-14. And South Sydney had a bye. Yeah, Newcastle, all three teams for well, President's Cup, they won too. They were talking all that through on their socials on the weekend, so that yeah, was great. Yeah, so Maitland, Maitland Pickers was the Newcastle side up there. 
pretty good, pretty good matchup um, that they, they had there. So it's going to be a good competition to watch that. Uh, we've got a <coughs> we've got a heap of around the grounds, as we know, we are the junior league base here. So let's just kick it off with the thirteen ones. I don't know how or who is going to step up to this St Clair side, mate. Fifty nil against the brothers, um, round one. Uh, there's only three Mercy Was that Mercy? Yeah Mercy uh, 50, 50 points in, in Saturday football Is Mercy 60 in Sunday football 12-1 Zangadine Dragons Defeated Cronulla 30-16 The Young 6-2s West City Tigers Defeated Glenmore Park Brumbies 24-20 In a close match 9-3s Riverstone Defeated Mount Druid Lions 42-24 In the 13-3s Ah Toddy Redsell's side This is Toddy's side uh, same areas defeated Lowell Mountains 50 nil, uh, 10 fours. Amy Plains defeated St Clair Comets 54 4. The 14 2s Quakers Hill defeated same areas 18 8. That's a close battle. 15 ones St Clair defeated St Mary's 22 16. I always love watching a St Clair St Mary's match, mate. They are always generally tight. Good game. Uh, what have we got here? We got 12 3. I know, sorry, we've got 10 4s. Collington Colts defeated Lowell Mountains 46 22. Under 12 3s, Hills Bulls defeated Kellyville 48 0. Under 7 2s, Emmy Plains defeated the Glenmore Park Brumbies 76 52. Under 10s, 1s, uh, St. Clair defeated West City Tigers 30 10. For 11 3s, Hawkesbury Hawks defeated Northwest Magpies 36 0. 7-1, St. Clair defeated Emu 48-24. Under 11-2s, St. Mary's defeated Doonside 36-12. For the under, under 9 fours, Lowell Mountains defeated uh, Northwest Magpies 50-0. That's another mercy. Under 13-1s, Guilford Owls defeated Fairfield 36-0. Now, this, this side here, this Guilford side, they need to verse the St. Clair side. Um, so Guilford's coached by Adam Ali. St. Clair is coached by Scooter, Scott um, Scooter, who's previously coached by Nathan Demanuel up until this year. Both these sides are killer sides. I want to see this in a trial match next year. Make it happen, boys. Make it happen. The final whistle will be there on the sidelines. Uh, let's go. Keep it going. 9-5. St. Clair and Northwest Magpies had a 26-all draw. Under 15 ones. They had a, a Dune side of Glenmore Park had a 10-all draw. This is Big Mal side, I think, as well. So Big Mal, mate, doing good things again with your side. Under 10 threes, Maryland's defeated Tringabi 34-8. Under 8 threes, St. Clair defeated Quakers Hill 42-4. Under 10 twos, Hills Bulls defeated the Rouse Hill Rhinos 42-10. Six ones, Cambo defeated St. Clair 52 to 44. That's a good one. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously my games as well, which we'll get into shortly. Um, the A grade open silver first side for Dune side defeated Kellyville 52 nil, as we said at the top of the show or the top of the podcast. My A grade side, which was a thrown together side 72 hours before kickoff, one half a training session with half the boys there. We lost to Greystain 52 points to four, but it's only going to get better from there. Um, the under seven girls, mate, this is this is this was a game where there wasn't much <coughs> defense involved. It was purely try scoring effort after try scoring effort, and it showed as a 72 all game. Um, daughter scored a try. She played half, half the game at dummy half, which she liked. 
Um, moving on to obviously my 13s. Uh, we played a side, uh, Collins and Colts. We played them, they were meant to be in Div 1. You know, the real states in Penrith that if you make the grand final, whether you win or lose, you go up a division. I don't know how they got to stay in uh, Div 2, but we came up against a tough side. Um, you know, you play what's in front of you. We allowed three early tries in 16... It was 16 nil before we put our first try on. Young Archie, you know, he was playing 5-8, got thrown in the dummy half because our, our hooker went down. Set up the first try, he, he darted our dummy half, done a cut-out pass out to the winger, he was unmarked, put the ball down. Um, Jacko went to kick a goal. We, we were worried that he wasn't going to make it. You know, all, all the practice in ISO, he was missing them, just left, just right. He nailed it right over the black dot. And then, yeah, we just came back. We got right back into um, 2018, I think the score was. And then, obviously, we made an error, uh, 30 out from the try line with a knock-on, and, you know, they went through and scored. Uh, you know, mate, <laughs> scrappy game, but it is what it is. But that's our around the grounds at the moment. Um, keep getting your scores in. Uh, we, we'll be happy to talk about them. If you give us a real extensive um, report, it'll make the radio on a Saturday morning. Pfeiffer here, boys and girls. HQ Services Electrical Air Conditioning are a valued supporter of the final whistle and uh, we would just like to give them a bit of a shout out and tell them i tell you guys about their services dale yeah they experts you can trust they're sydney wide uh, throughout their coverage they're high quality guaranteed they are a 24 7 service with workmanship or warranty fully licensed professionals whole high quality service and also they have a five star rating google um rating as well mate yeah, no, they're, they're top class. I, I always use Lukey and, and Jakey here in my house and, and mum uses them as well. So they're, they're good quality um, workmanship, unbelievable. Got a number for them, Dale? Yeah, 1-800-954-403. That's 1-800-954-403. And don't forget to quote the hashtag TFW to waive the call-out fee. Yeah, exactly. Use the TFW... Uh, hashtag guys, uh, when you're talking to Luke or Jake on the phone and they'll happily help you out there with a good deal. HQ services, experts you can trust. Remember to strap yourselves in for a good cause with Victor Sports. Everything from strapping tape, sports medicine items, braces, foot care and injury preventions while also facilitating your hygiene needs for your COVID plans in 2020. That's right, Dale. COVID plans are out and you need your, you need your hygiene and David and Jenny from the team are happy to help you out making sure you guys are COVID safe to be able to play footy, junior footy. Their goal is to equip athletes and medical professionals with the most advanced sports medical products that is available at, the, at your fingertips. Even if you're a small local club or a weekend warrior like myself, Victor Sports will be happy to help. So... Get on board, contact 9211-0033, ask for David or Jenny, make sure you tell them that the Final Whistle Boys sent you here to get your gear so you can be strapped up for whatever cause you may be doing out there in Sportland. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be the best, you got to wear the best. And if you're going to wear the best, you got to wear Sonali. Sonali Sports, born in the year 2000. They are a very humble beginning type of people. They look after the West because they are from the West. Dale. Yes, they're made to play. Combine your passion and innovation to make Sonali your brand. Call the boys on 02-9838-4846. That's 02-9838-4846. Very good stuff, mate. We are wearing our Sonali shirts today while we're doing our podcast and whilst we're out and about at junior football, we wear our gear with pride. The boys are back. Thanks you to our three sponsors there. On to Thursday night, mate, we have the Eels versus the West Tigers. Parramatta will be looking to make amends for their shock Lotto Land loss and claimed Derby bragging rights against the West Tigers side, full of confidence after pumping the Broncos 48-0, adding more fuel to the fire, reports emerging when Ryan Madison asked for a release from the West Tigers last season. As he departed, his words were, you'll never win another grand final. For the Eels, reinforcements are back. Ferguson on the wing, Mitch Moses back into halfback, and turncode Ryan Madison into the back row. George Jennings, Jifield, and David Agawa drop out, with Brad Takarangi reverting back to his normal bench spot. For the Tigers, Luke Gardner is out. Replaced by Michael Cheekham, is that's the only change for the West Tigers. Your thoughts on this Thursday night blockbuster? Yeah, mate, they've got um, old steely legs there, Chris Lawrence at, at centre, so it's going to be interesting there. Tommy Talao on the wing. Oh, mate, look, uh, uh, Parramatta will bounce back after the hiccup last week. Pretty pretty simple, simply put for me, mate, that's all I've got on that. Yeah, I think with all the reinforcements coming back for Parramatta, they'll probably just be too strong. But those fighting words from Ryan Madison, is that uh, that Maguire, who we're using that all week to pump up the boys? Uh, well, maybe the forwards, not so much the backs. But yeah, he's we'll got a target on his back now, isn't he? Number 12 will just be painted up on the West Tigers' wall. Just get him, just get him. All right, on to, fr- on to Friday, the first game, we have the Cowboys versus Manly. The Cowboys now are led by interim coach Josh Henne. And with a, a likely lineup featuring around 50% of players playing with playing less than 30 NRL games to the name. Both sides put courageous performances against um, you know Premiership frontrunners in round 10, but only Manly come away with the points. For the Cowboys, they are unchanged from last week, with Manly, Adafinor Blake has um, passed all protocols to go through to Queensland, pushing uh, Paseka back to the bench and Corey Waddell out altogether. Um, this is... This is striped up to be um, an interesting match because the Cowboys don't go away and um, mainly normally struggle against sides uh, that they should beat. But they've got a youthful side here, the Cowboys, so um, it'll be a different sort of a match to see if they can get up again, you know, after beating arch-rivals Parramatta, see if they can get up and fly up there to Queensland um, and come away with the two points. I've picked Manly. I think they'd be too strong in the end. But with the Cowboys, you just don't know. Like, with that youth, like, they could come out and win sort of thing like they did against the Knights. Yeah, no, exactly. Look, the the hardest thing for Manly, I guess, is <clears throat> not being able to fly up the night before, sleep, get up, do your game day ritual that you normally do, and then fly back down um, after the match. So it's fly up, <clears throat> play, quick recover, fly back down. Be interesting to see how they go. I've tipped. I've tipped Manly. It's not much of a match here. It's not our 
will be cushion match, but it's not that far off. It's just two sides that are, you know, don't have the the quality of players that they have been known to have in the past, but mainly for mine. Second game on Friday will be the Broncos versus the Storm. Just when the Broncos saw some light at the end of the tunnel with the drought-breaking record defeat, uh, so they'll say that again, after they defeated the Bulldogs in round nine and they got spanked 48 nil the following week, the Storm are coming off a relatively easy win against the Titans and will light their chances against the Broncos. For the Broncos, uh, we've all been calling for it, the switch-up, as everyone keeps calling it. The switch-up has finally happened Seabold has finally pressed that button with Milford going back to fullback. Uh, New is out injured. Dearden is going to start at halfback. Brodie Croft is going to play 5-8. Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnsworth return from injury, so they'll play centre wing. And out goes Richie Kenner and Asako. Shout out to Asako. Um, RIP to his father that passed away a couple of days ago. You know, all that he will send all our condolences to you. Uh, he probably wasn't going to play either way, sort of thing. Corey Oates is also out, broke his leg. Um, oh, no, didn't break his leg. Didn't he break his it. leg. Uh, Corey Pack starts at hooker as Isaac Luke. Um, he suspended off in Gauhi and uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. are the new second row. We've told Tom Fleglow is the new is is starting at prop. Ben Teo has been dropped to the bench, and Tyson Gamble and Reese Kennedy are the new faces on the bench with the Storm unchanged. It was early yesterday that they actually named John Hubbardy to make his long awaited return to for Brisbane. I don't think you really want Johnny Boy there playing, but it's actually meant to be his son Jamil. I still don't think they've made the correct changes here for Brisbane. There's a number four there that shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there. Well, but who's he replacing with? <laughs> a centre. I don't care who it is. He's not playing for the right thing on the game. He's just there checking, uh, getting his paycheck in his last year of football. As Melbourne for mine, thirty plus. Thirty plus. Yeah. Bro, well, Broncos. Broncos are paying almost nine bucks to beat them. Nine dollars head to head, mate. It's the highest they've ever been. Um, since they come into the competition in it's what happens when you have a crap side <laughs> That's the case yeah, I, p- <laughs> I picked the Storm They should win comfortably You should load up on them At any time try scorers There'll probably be a few On to the first game on Saturday The 3pm early kickoff The Warriors versus the Roosters The Warriors will need to man up Or it could get ugly The Roosters have lost two of the past three matches And will want to get back to winning ways To rejoin the top four pack For the Warriors Adam Pompey comes in at centre for Patrick Herbert, who failed HIA. Um, Heatherington moves to prop. Adam Blair drops to the bench. Katoa starts in the back row. Carl Lawton is out of the side altogether. Chanel, Harris DeVita and Lachlan Burr are the new faces on the bench. Ignatius Parsi also has been dropped for the Roosters. Mitch Orbison starts in the second row for Angus Crichton, who's out with a knee injury. Nat Butcher also returns from injury onto the bench. Isaac Liu starts at Lock and um, the Takiaho shifts from Lock to the prop, and Collins is the new man on the bench. Um, like I said, if the the Warriors turn up like they have the last few weeks, um, the Roosters will make them pay, and they'll just um, pole axe them um, without a doubt, mate. How do you see this one going? Yeah, mate. This is the the last kind of throw the dice in terms of Warriors having a full strength side with the players that are due to go back over to New Zealand. So, you know, it's going to be a hard one for them, but I don't see Roosters getting beaten by the Warriors. Yeah, without a doubt. It might get ugly too, sort of thing. Um, 
yeah, what can we what can we do about that? I mean, not much we can do. Uh, we'll just move. We'll just move on to the second game, the five thirty game, um, with um, the Sharks versus the Dragons. So the Dragons will be the away team when Cronulla host them at um, Nestrada Jubilee Stadium in the Derby Clash. That could have finals implications, both coming off wins, and can't wait for the Johnson versus Norman showdown. For the Sharks, uh, Toby Rudolph starts at lock for Scott Sorison, who's out with a knee injury. Um, Talakai is in the back row for suspended Brighton Nikora. Jack Williams um, joins Teg Wilton. Um, he will make his debut. They're the two new faces that are on the bench. For the Dragons, Famiano starts uh, for the suspended Tariq Sims in the back row. With the new man on the bench is Jacob Host. Um, the local derby here, mate, 5.30. Um, it should be a cracker. Doesn't matter who's coming out of um, the home and uh, the way dressing sheds here. Um, it should be uh, an interesting battle. What do you think about the um, the Johnson versus Norman showdown? It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. I still think... Uh, still think Cronulla uh, is still a bit away from winning against a, a bit of side than... The Warriors, and for that, I'm going Dragons. Going the Dragons. Yeah, I'll pick the Dragons too. I think they'll be too strong, but it'll be an interesting match there too. On to the final game on Saturday, Raiders versus South Sydney. The Raiders proved last week that their horrid injury count is no need to derail their season. Souths have an, ha, also have an injury toll as well after now losing James Roberts and Ethan Lowe for the season. If the Rabbitohs play for 80 minutes, they could beat anyone on the day. Just ask Newcastle after almost coming back from 20 nil down in, in the final 15 minutes. For the Raiders, Jordan Rapata is into centre. Semi Valami, um, he debuted last week. He starts on the wing. Michael Offield um, is out with a hamstring. Harley Smith Shields is a debutant on the bench for South Sydney. There's a good name here at number 17 for South Sydney, mate. I, I'm rubbing my eyes. I see a Jack Johns. Yes, Jack Johns. He's on. His name's on the bench. He'll make his NRL debut too. Wonder, I wonder if Matty will be at the game. Wonder if Matty will be at the game. Or, or Uncle Reggie. <laughs> or Uncle Andrew. The eighth, <laughs> the eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, for the South Sydney, they lose James Roberts to a pec injury. Those um, back rower Ethan Lowe with a neck injury. Uh, the Bunnings welcome back uh, Campbell Graham from that facial fracture the other week. He'll start in centre. Um, Bailey Sheridan. He'll see, he gets a, his NRL start. Uh, he's been coming off the bench for the last few weeks. He's been ripping in. But as you said, uh, what about South Sydney, mate? Sheridan, Tiger, great, <coughs> Johns. From Newcastle, great. Now, both those surnames are at South Sydney. The, yeah. Well, how does South Sydney say it? The pride of the league. They had, <laughs> I think they, when they named their all sides yesterday, they're like, son of a gun. And they're like, who? <laughs> you mean uncle of a gun? <laughs> nah, nephew of a gun. No, no, no. Maddie. A lot of nephew people, of a gun, yeah. A lot, lot of people don't, um, don't, no, they, they go against. And, and, you know, yeah, okay, Joey was great, but it was all instinctive. If you have a look, have a look at the the, the greatest half of the last 10 years. JT? No, Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk. 
Did he get coached by Andrew Johns? Yes. No. Yeah, when he was down there at Melbourne. Matthew Johns was. Oh, yeah, it was true. Exactly. So, son of a gun. Exactly. Son of a gun. I actually... I actually listened to Matthew John's podcast last week mm. um, at home with Paul Kent, and they were talking about the Super League War. Mm. And if anyone wants to listen to that, it, it is it's a it goes for about an hour, forty five minutes to an hour, but it is great. And the person that they threw the most money at, Matty John's, yeah, exactly right. And if <coughs> and if Harrigan chose to go Super League, Newcastle would have went to Super League. Yeah, exactly. If if the two Johns boys and Harrigan went to Super League. The whole Newcastle side was going to Super League. And they're, they're the first three people that they went to. No one in Sydney, no one in Canberra, no one in Queensland. They went straight to Newcastle and said, we want you three. Moving on to Sunday, as we're speaking about former Knights players, the Knights are playing the Dogs. Fourth place, Newcastle will be looking to hop off that roller coaster ride after claiming their first back-to-back victory since the opening two rounds. They've been going win-loss, win-loss for a couple of weeks now. Newcastle unchanged. It was great to see um, Barnett and Watson back. Barnett, bloody hell, he can hit. I, w- I wouldn't want to run at him. And for the Dogs, uh, Avalero returns after quarantine. He'll start in the centre as Montoya shifts to the wing and they've dropped Christian Crichton. Um, Brendan Waken replaces uh, Sue on the bench. So Lewis and uh, Forum are still going to play in the halves there, mate. What do you think about, you know, their performance last week? I feel once Forum went off, there was just, it was just give it to anyone sort of thing. No one actually stood up and, and wanted to, well, they led by what, 10 and a half time. And um, no one wanted to, to finish off that match for in the halves. So Luke Lewis has got a lot of growing up, to, uh, not Luke Lewis, uh, Lachlan Lewis has got a lot of growing up to do, um, so we'll see how he goes this week up there against Newcastle. Yeah, no, I don't see much happening here. Newcastle should get this one easily. I'm still trying to find which one's going to be our bloody whoopee cushion match of the round. I think it might have to be Sharks and Dragons because <laughs> it's, it's definitely not going to be Penrith and Titans. Penrith are going to run away with this one. Oh, you think so? I Lots don't think, mate. I know. It doesn't matter about injuries. Look at the Titans. Titans. They can't even tie their own freaking shoelaces up. How the hell are they going to pass a bloody football? Oh, you might be getting the, you might be getting the finger again in the inbox. If the Titans <laughs> lose, like, the, like you told me that you got no hope of, Par- of uh, merely beating Parramatta. Mate, you called <laughs> Brisbane specials. Yeah, yeah, specials get beat. <laughs> you didn't say that. You said I'm backing them. I've got them. Mate, I would have got seven. Even I did pick Brisbane, but anyway, you're a dick. Um, <laughs> So with the final game of the round, Titans versus Panthers, Titans three and seven record this year, out of probably out of finals contentions, unless they can put you know lots of wins together in the final ten matches. The Panthers notched the eighth win um, when they beat the Cowboys last week. So Ivan Cleary will be doing his best to keep complacency at bay against a team they're expected to beat and win comfortably. For the Titans, Dale Copley returns from injury, bumping Philip Sammy to the wing. Um, Tremaine Spiro is out of the side. Kevin Proctor also back from a bicep injury. It's a straight swap into the back row. Are we saying that Bo name again? For more. Tremaine. Spry. Spry. <laughs> Not Spiro. Spry. <laughs> Spiro. Um, and then for the Panthers, Edwards out. Aikens in. Nathan goes to centre as Juarez out. Mateli, Malachi Waitelli Zelezniak. Um, he's onto the wing. It was his first game this year, is it? 
for the Panthers. Yeah, he is. Um, so he comes onto the onto the wing, and then Apicarasau is out with elbow injury, and Mitch Kenny starts as hooker for the first time this year too. So, you know, some rotating the squad as you would say, but also um, bringing in some players that haven't played for a bit too. Yeah, oh, they rotated the squad, but they still got William and Kickout now. I would have been resting him. I would have put in Pat Hollis in. And let William Kikau have a bit of a rest. What about Billy Burns's? <laughs> yeah, man. No, I think I think I think um, they're going to get new budgie smugglers this week. Is, is the uh, talk of the town that I've been hearing? New new budgie smugglers for the boys. Or so some skins at least. Keep their packages wrapped up. Did you see his Instagram story? No, I didn't even bother having a look, mate. I was in too much <laughs> pain. Took a, Sunday, he took mate. a selfie with his. With his um, <laughs> sausage dog and goes, here's my real sausage. Uh, <laughs> Mitchell Pierce liked it first. <laughs> Come on, mate. Like, no. Of course he did. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, I'm a Knights fan. I'm just spraying me captain. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all, it's all a bit of bad. You would have laughed too. Yeah, no, exactly. Mate, round two this week for Junior Rugby League. It's back. Um, we've got brothers uh, for my, my uh, 13s. The girls, the seven girls have got Mount Druid Lions and A-grade's got Penriforitars at Penriforitars. So, mate, a bit of footy this weekend. Junior rugby. Is there a club in focus for the radio this week? No. No? More pump up? <laughs> more, more pump up music for the radio. Yeah, guys, tune in. 8 a.m. Saturday morning, soir, triple nine, either... Um, Either on the radio dial or on your phone if you're not in the area to be able to listen to it. It's just easy to find. So our triple nine, 99.9. I guess that's... Halfway point in the season. For NRL. For NRL. Yeah. Look, it's... Do you see anyone outside the eight creeping in or do you think this eight's pretty much set? I think the top five... I don't set. even know who's in the bloody eight at the moment. Give me a second to find out who's oh, in the eight. Oh, you know one side it. that's in the eight. Yeah, Penrith. That's what it matters <laughs> for me, mate. Go the uh, Titans. Uh, let's Titans see. won Here's the four this week. We've got Sharks, Seagulls, Dragons, Cowboys, Warriors, Broncos, Titans, Bulldogs. Maybe Manly for me. We can write Bulldogs, Titans, Broncos, Warriors, Cowboys out already. Oh, the I had we. Uh, I had Broncos, Cowboys, Manly in my eight, so I've only got five out of the eight so far. I can't remember my eight, mate. It was way back in freaking March. We done that, motherfucker. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, you picked Penrith eight. <laughs> they first. Doesn't matter as long as they're there. It's an improvement for me. The last time they went eight and ten in a season, they won both comps too. Or was it not? Was it ninety one and two thousand three? Ninety one, two thousand three. Yeah, look where. I'm not obviously I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Panthers fan, but they're great like they're a great side to watch. Like everyone thought in Maloney when Maloney went, oh, you know, that was it, but I think it was a blessing in disguise. The clear is just They've still got they've still got Penrith oh not Penrith, Roosters as favourites at three dollars fifty. Yeah, who and then Melbourne at three dollars? No. Power at three dollars. Roosters three dollars fifty. Eels are four fifty. Storm of five fifty, then Penrith at six fifty, and then they've written everyone else off over one hundred and fifty to one. Penrith at the start of the season. Well, right, yeah, Raiders, Raiders. Is, I was on that too. Get on it, get on it now. Still, even Melbourne <laughs> at five fifty, mate. Six dollars fifty. Nah, I had a out when it's better. Um, Eleven dollars for Raiders, and then nineteen for Knights. Twenty six for Rabbits. Fifty fifty one for Tigers. 
Look at that. That's still, that's still. What about the dogs? <laughs> 10,000 to one? 1,000 to one? Yeah. That's so they can only go out to you 900 or 1,000 to one, whatever it is. That's, that's little. What should we do? Put a sneaky bar, a sneaky 10 on that. What, what, um, what have they got to win? They've got to win eight of their last nine. Or eight of their last ten. What, to win 10K? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and you're throwing away a bluey. <laughs> <laughs> gamble responsibly Don't do what we're looking at doing Because you lose your money Big time <laughs> um, That's it for us today guys like to thank all our sponsors PNS Dumpers HQ Services Electrical Air Conditioning Sonali Sports And Victor Sports For their continued support uh, we'd like to thank all of you guys for your continued support and listening to our podcast, averaging about 190 listens a week. Uh, we'd like to get that up a bit higher, so make sure you share this pod with all your friends. <coughs> Tell them to jump on and listen to the ramblings of two knob jockeys in the back of a garage and live with the birds and, and everything else that's around that's making noise. Fully sick turbos. And the fully sick turbos that are going off. Uh, yeah, listen in. Have fun. Send us some questions. We'd like to answer some questions from some of the people that are listening out there. Um, you're able to grab this podcast <coughs> from all your good podcast places, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. You can um, hit us up on Facebook, the Final Whistle RL, uh, in your search engine. Uh, our tag is the final whistle underscore RL for Instagram, and our email address is the final whistle RL at hotmail.com. Thank you for listening. We shall see you again Wednesday if you tune in or tune in on Saturday and see how the boys are on radio. And that's the final whistle.